You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. So it was kind of cool. Like, I want to get Steve on and then, like, Rambo on and everybody. Because it was cool because, like, this past weekend we got to actually, that was, like, the first time all of us have been together, like, in the same room. And that's, like, the most GGR people that have ever been in the same room at the same time, so... Oh, absolutely it was it was awesome you know what i'm saying like it, it for some of us to be meeting each other for the first time like it felt very organic you know what i'm saying it didn't it didn't feel like you know meeting your your internet friend for the first time it was like oh hey you know the guys are here now we're gonna have a beer and talk like you know we've known each other for 20 years yeah right like that's that was kind of cool like I, I really enjoyed that there was no like I mean, I, I think like I might have been the only person that knew everybody. Like, yeah, I was the only person that had been around every single one of you guys in person at some point or another. But like, like, had you met Rambo before? Yes, I'm. Uh, one of the last couple times when we were at the other studio. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I wish I could remember what we were talking about too. I I remember it was like right after I got my camera last year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. There was. So, okay. Yeah. And you had met, had you, had you met Yuli in person? Oh, that's right. You met him at the Awesome Awesome Con. Con. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Awesome Con's dead to me. So like, it's, I, I, I forgot that that thing even exists anymore. Like those guys can kiss my ass. Like. I'm so mad at them. Like it's this weekend too, and I'm just like, I don't care. Go away. Next, it's uh, next weekend. Or next weekend, whatever. See, yeah. I, that's how much I care. I don't even know when it is. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm over it. And they, they make me angry, and and then they like, and then they like trolled me too. They tell you about that. They sent me like another email where they were just like, hey, here's all the cool things we're doing. If you want press access, and I'm like, you jerks. Like you, you already <laughs> did this once before. You bunch of jerks. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm still, you know, I'm still planning on going. Well, yeah, and you should, you know, yeah. like it's, it's. I, I just, I'm, I'm sensitive. What can I say? <laughs> they hurt my feelings, and now I don't want to go. Um, honestly, like it's, it actually worked out as as kind of a blessing. Like I wouldn't have been able to go. So even if we had gotten press access, I would have just been like, hey, MC, go have fun, man. Um, like I wouldn't have gone at all because like I got so much stuff coming up. Um, like Steve just came and visited and then we got Disney World in like a couple weeks and it's just like there's so much stuff like stacked on top. So it's like, no, nah, I wouldn't have been able to pull it. So Yeah. And it, like and it, it's funny because I was I was actually going to reveal my next cosplay at Awesome Con. Like I was I was gonna do my, my big reveal, you know, and showcase and showcase it there for because I know I know a few people who are also going to be um, at the convention too. So you know, people have gotten to see my next thing uh, for the first time, and you know, kind of now that you know that whole press fiasco happened, it's like, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pour money into into doing this now. I can I can wait. <laughs> yeah, it just it kind of like that was the problem that I had with it. Is it just really kind of just like deflated? me i was like that really sucks man like i was it just bummed me out and i was like that's okay i mean i guess that okay cool and just i I just kind of accepted it and i mean and maybe i shouldn't have and maybe i should have fought a little bit harder but i did and then after i fought they didn't even like respond so it was like ouch like 
Yeah, that, yeah, like I, 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 I won't lie. I would have had hard feelings too. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if they reject you for the thing, and then they're like, "Oh, hey, by the way, would you like access to this thing?" Yeah. No. No. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the offer, but no thanks. Um, on that note, let's go ahead and we'll jump right in. Guys, it is another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. We took a week off last week because we got to do, like, you know, uh, like RL stuff. Like, we actually got to see each other and hang out like like normal people instead of just podcasting. Um, but it's just me and MC Brooks tonight uh, holding down the fort. We're going to be talking about a little bit of everything. Nothing really. But also, it's, it's, it's like Seinfeld. It's our Seinfeld-themed episode. It's the episode about nothing. Here on GGR Pirate Radio. We are starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Broadcast starting. Good job. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Do it. Do it. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Kill me. And as the puck drops, the words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. So it's ten dollars for a BJ, twelve dollars for an HJ, fifteen dollars for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? If <laughs> you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. No, not. It's too complicated. It's like algebra. Why you got to put numbers and letters together? Why can't you just go fuck yourself? This is called pirate radio. But Peter, why would they make you president? Well, maybe it's because I can recite all fifty states in a quarter of a second. Hey! Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? This is called Pirate Radio. Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns are for jerks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, it is another wonderful Friday night that we're recording here, uh, our podcast. In the D.C. area, it is miserable. It is raining. There's nothing that you you don't want to be outside right now. So what better thing for us to do than to sit around and talk about nerdy, geeky things like we tend to do. Joining me this evening is my (laughs) co-host... In this great geek refuge venture of podcasting, his name is MC Brooks. Hello. Let's do this podcasting thing, Mr. Brooks. Let's kick it off. Hey, did you come up with a name for your project, by the way? Because you posted it on Facebook. You were like, hey, I need uh, I need a name for my, my project. And of course, me like an asshole, I just start throwing out stupid names. I'm like, big chunk of experience. Dude, literally everybody did. Like, yeah. the entire thread is that. It's just people throwing <laughs> stuff out, just dumb stuff. Like I like I, I was actually talking to Gats in in one of our group chats together, and I was like, "This is why I was like, this is why I can't ever ask for serious stuff on Facebook." Because even if I'm being 
hundred percent serious, I get trolled, and I can't, I, even, I can't, I can't do anything, can't do anything about it. I wasn't even trying to troll you. I was just like, because I think that would have been funny if you were just like, you know, MC Brooks's latest album, The Big Chungus Experience, and everybody's just like, what? Why would somebody name it that? And then they're like, all right, this is actually really good. That was like my thought process in it is like you name it something yeah. stupid and goofy, and then people like laugh, and then they listen to it, and they're like, oh shit, this is really good. Well. Well, honestly, that's that's actually going to happen. So, uh, I do uh, I do I do have a project name for the next EP I'm going to release. But from all of the names that were listed, I, I did th- I did say to myself, you know what? When I do my next, when I release my next instrumental project, because I released one kind of early last year, maybe it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, uh, you know, I figure I'm going to eventually put out another just kind of instrumental project. I was like, maybe I'll choose one of the one of these names for that. Yeah. Because the first one, the first one, cassettes and cigarettes was just I, it, it was alliteration and it sounded kind of cool. So I went with that. It is kind but, of a cool sounding <laughs> album. Yeah, that is a good name. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, just. You know, who knows? Maybe Big Chungus Adventure will will be the next one, <laughs> and I can use the I can use the meme I sent you for a for cover art. Oh my god, yes! You know how like okay, so you know how like rappers oftentimes like for a particular album they will go by like another name. Like I'm trying to think of a really good example, and I can't think of one. Um, not like a concept album, but like they literally will like. They just call themselves this particular thing for like a couple songs. Like it would, it would just be like it would be stupid, but it'd be funny if you were just calling yourself like Big Chungus. Like. Oh, oh, kind of like oh, kind of like how uh, M- well Eminem calls himself Slim Shady. Uh-huh. Like he has the he has the multiple personas that yes, he, there it is. he yeah. has. He's Marshall. Yeah. He's also Slim Shady, and he's also Eminem all at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's all of those things, and <laughs> and yeah, all mixed together for yeah. Actually, like, that would be funny. Do a whole meme rap. Oh my project. god, a meme! Ra- oh, dude, there you go. A me- <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, okay. I'm after actually looking into doing this. There we go. See, you're welcome. <laughs> All I ask is just a GGR shout out, and then we're good. Oh, oh of course. Yeah, I'm still do- working on that theme song too. Uh, dude, that like one, it's gonna happen one of these days, and I'm just gonna, and my mind's gonna be blown. I'm gonna be like, this is the greatest thing ever. Somebody wrote us a song. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm gonna be so excited about it. Um. <laughs> We, it's funny too, like, we've had plenty of things to write about and talk about, but, like, none of us have done it, because, like, we're all just so busy, like, between, like, I know you're working, Steve's working, I'm working, like, everybody's, like, just putting in the effort right now, and, like, I've, I wanted to review, like, I went back and watched, like, all the Justice League stuff, and, like, I wanted to review Mm -hmm. that, and I haven't done it, I just finished, uh, season two of Star Trek Discovery, and I wanted to review that, and, like, I just ended up finishing an episode of uh, what we're calling Trekville, which is me and Steve Connolly talking about Star Trek. And then I'm like, well, why do I need to do a review when I just talked about it? Like, it's <laughs> it's just one of those things. And I feel bad because, like, initially this website was created as a means to write stuff. So it's like, we're not even writing anymore. It's just like, why, why write things when you can just say words and record them? Hey, whatever's easier. I'm I'm like that. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's easier to just say words and then Exactly. You know, instead of reading, why don't you just listen? You know, and I guess that's more portable too. You know, you're less likely to crash your car if you're listening to a podcast and reading an article, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. You have you have more I feel like you have more like it 
at least for me, I, I much prefer to hear hear people's voices. Yeah. Because I mean, the, the I mean, really, because really, the downside with with print is, I mean, it's no different than it's it's like what we say when it comes to uh, reading stuff on social media yeah. or in text form, which is you can't always get the emotion across or get you know your like inflection and whatnot across yeah in text form like you can when you're actually listening to it you know what i'm saying very true yeah so, very, very true very true for, you know for me like 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 when i do my individual episodes of the overflow like like sometimes i can just freestyle like i can just freestyle it and really get the point that i'm making instead of sitting there in front of google docs or or word and try to come up with a really clever way to begin the point I want to make about the thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you too. So, um, I'm just reading through some of the news stories here. Cause that's guys, that's kind of what we're going to do is me and MC are just going to kind of freestyle this episode and talk about some of this stuff. Um, some of the things like just, just to go off on an old man tangent for just a second, some of the things that become news, just blow me away because they're so friggin' stupid. Like, I just imagine there's a person out here that got paid to write this article. There's a guy that got paid to write an article about Jason Momoa shaves off trademark beard. Like, he literally got paid to write about how Jason Momoa shaved his beard. That's, that's like, wild. That's ridiculous <laughs> to me. That's ridiculous to me. I mean, like, I guess that's the modern world that we live in, though, where, like, it's all about, like, what people want to read. And, like, I mean, I don't know if you heard anything about it, but it was pretty... It was for a good cause. Like, he... He shaved off his beard to uh, raise awareness for environmental uh, reasons. Like, he's trying to get... Um, yeah, it just says shaved off his beard for environmental awareness. Um, I'm trying to pull the article actually up right now, but of course, it's taking forever to do. Yeah, I've heard nothing about that. Every post I've seen has literally just been about the fact that he shaved it to begin with. Yeah. And people debating whether or not he looks better without the beard versus... You know, no, now he's 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 not as attractive because he he doesn't have the beard anymore, and like that's pretty much all I've seen. I had no clue that there was you know like a root, a root like an inspiration behind it. Well, here here's what it says. This is like word for word. This is what he said. Goodbye, Drago, Aquaman, Declan, Baba. New YouTube episode. Please subscribe and share this video. Link in bio. I'm shaving the beast this beast off. It's time to make a change. Jason Momoa posted on his Instagram. A change for the better. For my kids, your kids, the world. Let's make a positive change for the health of our planet. Let's clean up our oceans and our land. Join me on this journey. Let's make the switch to infinitely recyclable aluminum. Water in cans, not plastic. Like, that's a heck of a reason to shave off your beard, you know? Like... Yeah, wow. That, to raise awareness because he gets people talking, that's for sure. And like, I like that he's actually using his fame for good, and it's not just like, "Hey, women think I'm pretty, so I'm just gonna be this pretty guy who does things." Like, good for him, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm just looking over some of the other things that are in this in, in this. Like, I just I go to Google News when I'm bored just to see kind of the things that are trending, and like, um. Nipsey Hussle was hailed as a hero, but to California officials, he was still a gangster. This is from the New York Times. I I don't even want to get into this because, like, I, I hate the way that the media tries to portray this, where it's like anybody who's not, like, law-abiding citizen does exactly what they're supposed to do, has a traditional job, automatically they get, they get like, tagged with these phrases. They get tagged with these labels, and it's just like... They can't see outside of their own little myopic world, and it just it just irritates me. 
Yeah, and, and, and a lot of times it's it's really unnecessary. Like you know, you know that this this, this man was was pretty much universally loved, um, uh, not only for his music uh, because he was it was dope, um, but also just because of the person he was and the kind of work he was doing in his local community. I mean, honestly, in, in a lot of ways, it it really parallels uh, how Skins fans feel about Sean Taylor. In the sense of like when when he was younger, it was totally different because you knew he was caught up in doing a lot of stuff that he shouldn't have been doing. But then you get to see his growth and his progression, and you get attached to that. And he, even in, even if you're not, um, even if um, like in in uh, Sean's example, even though like we don't know him personally. You know, we, we all we really know is, you know, what he did on Sundays and kind of the media sessions and whatnot. Like you still love to see his growth and his progression as a person. He kind of feels like your like your sibling, your child, your friend who you've seen grow up from what they were to what they are now. And I think Nipsey in particular was that to a lot of people, especially to, to people in L.A. Uh, I have a friend who's out there who's been riding hard for Nipsey as long as I've known her, and I had no idea who this guy was like seven years ago. But I, I've, 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 his name has come up multiple times in my conversations with her, and you know, I, it, it hit hard when he passed, simply because she's from there, she's from the neighborhood, and she knew uh, how much he meant to that to 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 Crenshaw. Uh, to to hip hop and and just to the community overall. So I mean, it's just it's just really unnecessary to try to try to tear someone down, especially when they're not even here to defend themselves. Yeah, like I'm. Um, yeah, we. I was talking to somebody at work about this recently, and like you you mentioned a, a phrase there that really kind of like stuck with me is like, people seem to think that you can't grow, and that like whatever you were is what you are always, and like. When, when you look at, like, think of, like, Trey Turner. We'll use him as an example because he's a local sports star. Mm-hmm. Um, they find a Twitter account from when he was, like, 17. And he said some really dumb stuff. Like, let's let's not discount this and make it seem like, oh, you know, it was just a kid saying, no, he said some really horrible racist shit. And so did a lot of other kids. But, like, that doesn't mean that you can't grow as a human being and grow past that and say, look, you know, I said some dumb things cause I was trying to be shocking and like, that's what teenage kids do. Cause I don't know any teenage kid that hasn't tried to say some so- shocking stuff. I'm not yeah. saying all of them have said words like that. I'm just saying any teenager has done that, but like, especially in the advent of the internet in the internet age where you oh, yeah. like, you can really publicize like the reckless things you think to yourself. Oh yeah, exactly. And like the problem is, is that became popular. And I honestly, I blame, this is going to sound stupid. And again, it sounds old, you know, old man Lunsford, you know, just ranting at the, you know, <laughs> yelling at a cloud. But like, it, I really think a lot of it has to do with YouTube because so many people became famous and rich on YouTube. And most of the time it was because they were douchebags. Like perfect example is look at PewDiePie. He became, oh, yep. he became rich and famous for being loud, obnoxious, screaming, at video games when he would lose saying horribly racist things doing horribly racist things bring like making people hold up signs about how they were nazi sympathizers like and he's just like oh sorry and then people people literally just like push it to the side they're like oh but he donates money to charity okay that doesn't make him any less of a scumbag 
right. and like and that's what that's what kids see. They're like, this guy can be a scumbag and get famous and make millions of dollars. Well, I'm going to do it like him. And honestly, like it's it's the same thing that you see with uh, James Gunn when James Gunn got in trouble. Like, mm-hmm. he was trying to be shocking and edgy, but, like, look at the times. Like, the, the 90s were the era of shocking, edgy, like, media. Like, Howard Stern is a perfect example. He became yep. who he is based off of, like, a persona. Because, like, from what I hear, he's actually, like, a really, really nice dude and, like, a really chill dude in real life. It's just his radio persona is, like, he's a total scumbag. And, like, yep. you know, like, it, it just, it's... You wonder why people treat each other like crap, and then you see the examples of, of people who are famous and millionaires. Like, it's it's really not that shocking. But, like, at the same time, too, like, when people realize that they're wrong and they, and they try to admit that, and they're like, you know, hey, what I did was wrong and what I said was wrong, and these these ideals were, were bad, and people still just hold them to the fire. Like, that, what, what do they call it? The cancel culture is what they call it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just, I'm I'm so over that. Like, there's certain people that deserve to quote unquote be canceled, you know, like, um, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? God, I just blanked on it. He was in house of cards. He was, uh, Oh, um, yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, like it's that a guy like that deserve, deserves that, you know, like, I agree. And, and the, and we have we also have to get to a point too where we can also admit that multiple things can be true. Like use PewDiePie as an example. Like you can you can you, both things can be true. He can be a scumbag, and also it, it's also good that he donates to money to charities that need money. Like that, both those things are true, but one doesn't eliminate the other. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, and and like it's okay to it's it, like it's okay to to hold to to say both things but it's well in his in his case especially like doing the nice things doesn't offset the fact that he does the the bad things and that he is affiliated with the people and the movements and whatnot that that he that he's associated with i mean i mean like we all grow like we're we're all for the most part not really the same people that we were yesterday six months ago a year two years five years etc and it's like we we have to like we do have we 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 should be in the business of of giving people second chances when it feels like like when you can see that they're not the same person uh the example i always use with this is donald glover and and you see kind of where he is now and the kind of stuff that he's and, and the kind of stuff he's doing now and and I, I applaud his progression because five years ago he was just he was he was an edgy uh, kind of an edgy snowflake commu- um, comedian who rapped a couple times and 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 he said a lot of stuff in some of his early music deeply 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 problematic you know what I'm saying and but 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 I, for the last uh, week of my love came out in 2016 I think. Uh, so you like in the last three or four years, not 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 because he released any statements or anything, but you can just see through the through Atlanta, through uh, you know the types of music he's produced, the media that he's produced, uh, statement stuff he said in interviews that he's given. Like you can tell he doesn't harbor, like he doesn't feel the same way he 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 did when he was 
saying really edgy stuff on YouTube, <laughs> which is where I discovered him, or or in his music or on his stand-up shows. Like you can tell, he doesn't feel the way that he does anymore, and it's not like it's not. It, you know, he didn't have to come out and be super public about the fact that he changed. But like now I still hear people say a lot of the same things about him that they were saying five or six years ago, which five or six years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely that. Yeah, I agree. But then now, like he's very clearly not the same person. Like he's he's not. And regardless of the fact, regardless of whether he, you know, spoke publicly about his changing beliefs the proof is in just the the content he's producing because the donald glover six years ago would never have made a show like atlanta yeah yeah i mean it's and and artists in general like they oftentimes they make they make a name for themselves and then they're like all right well now we're going to do this with our celebrity um a good example that would be green day green day became like just a pop punk band you know like that that's and they became a big they were big they were one of them one of the biggest pop punk bands you know like the whole offspring and them and uh blink 22 like that southern california like early to mid 90s like explosion that they had and then like the 2000s come around and they're like you know what we're going to do something with this and we're going to do a concept album we're going to make it political we're going to talk about what's going on in the world and like it's brave to do something like that because like you very easily could alienate a lot of your fan base and very easily just be like, people can just kind of cast you aside and be like, you're not worth a damn anymore. But like, it also shows how good of an artist you can be. Cause if you can still have that like artistic integrity and you can still like put out an awesome product and have something to say, then that just shows even more like how, how awesome you are. Like, like you said with Donald Glover, that was something that he really showed too, is that like when he, when he decided like, this is what I'm going to use my voice for. It wasn't like cheesy. It wasn't just like, okay, well this is stupid. He said a couple of things, but he's not really saying anything. No, he really had something to say. Exactly. Exactly. Like whether, I mean the two big, the two biggest things for me, uh, one, the TV show Atlanta and kind of, what what he what he did with that because Atlanta could have literally been and could have been anything. It could have been like his old Derek comedy stuff, which was which, which was deeply offensive, or it, it could be what it what it was. And he opted to make make it what it was. And he not only employed his brother who helped write all the music, uh, helped write all the music for it, but his entire st- his entire writing staff. He hired all black folks and, and was giving opportunities to people who were not getting these types of opportunities uh, in in media to be writers, to be producers, to be whatever. And so, I mean, that's one. And then the, the, the next one, which is probably one of the things he's most known for, which is when he did uh, This Is America. And, and kind of, you, you kind of like it's not a song that you expect from from him. You, you like he's never really done political music. I, I I own everything he's done since he began making music. He has never re- he has never touched politics in his music ever until he did This Is America, and he showed that he he had something to say, not only through the music but through the visuals, which were, I mean, 
good art is nuanced and there's a lot there was a lot in that video to really unpack and 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 focus on and and that's kind of like what you want out of good art like yeah we all like really silly music and art and stuff that's that, that's surface and not much deeper but you can also appreciate stuff like this is america which got a lot of people talking and even even though lyrically on the surface not like it's it's not saying much but that that's also the point it, it, it got like he, the point got across with minimal words without making it completely over and getting people talking and and so i mean that that's for me two two things right there that showcase to me like oh he's he's very clearly very serious about making sure that the plat he's using the platform he has to to to, to talk about important things and and to and to do good and to do good not just be edgy for the sake of being edgy yeah you know and i wanted to ask you about this because I, I haven't actually discussed it with you directly but i've talked about it with other people before and like i wanted to talk about dave chappelle because chappelle in my opinion is still he's still one of my favorite comedians of all time like i just i i find him incredibly funny but in recent years, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of clamoring from the LGBTQ community, from the Me Too movement, from from all of that. That are that people they they are not fans of his because of the things that he says, and I. It's hard. I'm trying to find the exact quote, but basically, he's talking like. Let me see if I can find it. It was the it was the bathroom joke, right? It wasn't even the bathroom joke. I mean, like he some of the, some of his stuff is outdated, but like I mean, <laughs> obviously, and that's the other thing is like you know that he he knows that, and he says that. Like, um, I'm trying to find exactly what he says, but basically, like he says at one point, he's like, "I want to be an ally." He's like, "But I don't know how." He's like, "Because like," and he uses um. he uses like Ben Ben Affleck as an example because like when the whole Weinstein thing came out like a lot of Affleck's money came from Weinstein and <laughs> like he made he made a lot of his money from doing Miramax movies and like at one point he stood up and he was like you know what Harvey Weinstein did was wrong and then everybody just jumped all over him and they were just like well you know you made billions off of you know this asshole's bullshit and Affleck was like you know what fuck it forget it I'm not getting involved in this then and, like, that's kind of what Chappelle was saying, is, like, you can't expect anybody who has had past indiscretions to not want to help, because then you're then you're expecting them to never want to grow and change, and that's unfair. He said, and I feel bad. Um, and I, f I, found the, I found the article. And I feel bad, but I just feel like this is all happening for a reason. And, ladies, I want you to win this fight. Ten years ago, I might have been scared, but, you know, I got a daughter now, so if you win, she wins. So I'm rooting for you, and I agree with you, at least ideologically I do. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if what you're doing is right, um, or if you're doing it right, but I mean, who am I to say? I don't think you're wrong, I just think that you can't make a lasting peace this way. You got all the bad guys scared, and that's good, but the minute they're not scared anymore, it's going to get worse than it was before. Fear, does, uh, fear doesn't make lasting peace. Ask black people, and that's what it is. What the city really needs, without irony, I'll say this. The cure for L.A. is in South Africa. You motherfuckers need truth and reconciliation with one another. Because the end of apartheid should have been a fucking bloodbath by any metric in human history, and it wasn't. The only reason it wasn't is because Desmond Tutu and Mandela and all these guys figured out that if a system is corrupt, 
then the people who adhere to the system are incentivized by that system and not criminals. They are victims and the system itself must be tried, but because of how systems work, it's so compartmentalized as far as information. The only way we can figure out what the system is, is if everybody says what they did. Tell them how you participated, because men want to help, they're just scared. Ben Affleck tried to help. What happened to those ladies is disgusting. He said, oh, N-word, you grabbed the titty in 1995. All right, fellas, I'm out. You know, fuck that, I ain't helping. Um, I just want to help. I want to. I want to be a good guy. Like, I can't even say the word me too anymore. He's like, some dude in a club said, Dave, I'm going to the comedy club. I was like, oh, I'm also going to the comedy club. Ha 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 ha. Um, and I didn't even know what it was, ha uh, know it was happening, but I guess it, I became like a feminist in the last three weeks because I can't watch porn the same. <laughs> like I watch it sometimes, but I can't, I can't click on these thumbnails, not with, with those titles. Guy crams, yo I can't even say that. That's horrible. <laughs> 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 he says he, he reads a title and he said dude gets sucked up by a midget little person I say to myself <laughs> he said it takes me hours to find one clip what the hell is this marginally groomed feminist enjoys consensual sex with vaguely homosexual guy whose penis is the same color as mine <laughs> like <laughs> he's like I don't want to jinx myself he's like because a lot of people have been getting me too you know why though obviously black, black women go through the same thing right the reason is because black women from slavery won't tell on us because they know that no matter how bad we black dudes are, white dudes are very mean. They're scared to see us get punished. My wife is Asian. She'd tell on me in a goddamn second. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's that, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, he says it in funny context, and he says some, you know, inappropriate Dave Chappelle shit like he always does. But, like, he, he makes a point where it's like, it, if you said these things in the past, but you want to help now... How do you, how do you go about doing that? Like when you're just gonna get roasted every single time you try to, because, and and that's the thing is like I get that the opposition, whether it be people of color, whether it be women, they're all pissed because they've been treated like shit for years. But like, how do we fix this in our modern world? How do we fix it now instead of just being like canceling everybody? You know. Um. Well. See, this this is something I, I I go back and forth on kind of kind of often because I'm th I, th I think I think about this too. Um, I, I think I think about this very often whenever uh, new information or new things happen, and 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 I see people trying to figure out kind of where they stand and where they should stand on a on a certain thing. Um, See, the thing with with me too is I, I would say that I would say that the like well for one if you're not a member of the group like you you can't call yourself an ally you know what I'm saying like, it's not something it's not a title that you can bestow upon yourself no, even you're right. if you're even if you're someone who wants to do good for uh, or do good and and be helpful as as possible i mean even though it, it's harsh um i personally just found that listening to those people and and hearing them out is is kind of how you can and is kind of how you can figure out how to navigate because you don't want to speak over them and you don't want to speak for them you want to empower the people who are who are saying saying the things you know and so like for for me for example i i a lot of times 
you know, when I, when I say stuff on Facebook, if I can find someone who has someone from that group who has spoken about it, then I'll share that person and or I'll share that person. I'll share their article, share their whatever, or I'll quote something that, that I saw them say, because, you know, it, it's, it's important to, to, to do that. Um, I don't want to I don't I don't want to take up space that's reserved for them. I feel like it's it's a trial and error kind of thing, because um, it's a trial it's a trial it's a trial and error error kind of kind of ordeal. Because um, I I mean the reality is you know no one out here is is being taught. Excuse me, no one out here is in, is, is very few people are out here teaching. And I know at least for me, teaching is exhausting. <laughs> it's why I don't do it anymore. And, and even right after I stopped doing the teaching thing like I was I was doing social justice work I had a had a, an organization locally that that uh, that I had created with a friend of mine and we were in the business of, of doing that of, of being these voices of going out and being in the community and making ourselves represented and it's it's exhausting you know what I'm saying it, it's 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 really exhausting so I mean I would say for one uh try to get as educated as possible i mean we do live in the information age and um you know google is is there i mean it like i've told people to google and like it's you you can find the the stuff you're looking for and then i, I would even say you know find the information and sometimes if you just kind of approach someone with genuine questions like they may be receptive to to answering so like when like when i discovered feminism in 2013 like i, I was lucky but but my interest in really figuring out what that was came from twitter and watching a lot of the people i follow you know create the threads and say the things that they were saying because you know I, I hadn't really paid that as progressive as i considered myself i hadn't really paid that much attention to women's issues and and but but through reading and kind of doing my own research and then just kind of approaching friends of mine who I knew would know these things and, and doing that with genuine questions and not just kind of like expecting them to just tell me a cliff notes version of everything I need to know so that I can be in the know like it can be people some people will be more receptive and more open to genuine discussion or and 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 talking to people because i mean like the thing that the issue i have with ben affleck's response to it is that you know it's ultimately about it's not about your feelings as a guy and and, and it's it, even though some of the stuff sometimes the stuff can be harsh like it's it's supposed to be uncomfortable you know like it's it's not it's like the discomfort is supposed to inspire us to want to do better so that that's not the response that we get it's supposed to do that it doesn't always do that but that, that's what that's like the intention the intention behind it is that you know people have tried to be nice and explaining things for so long so now this is what's working to draw attention to it and so this is the this is the voice and and people do have that right to express that anger and whatever whatever other emotion that they that they have in that regard so like it's, it's not about you know your your feelings you know in regards to it like it like 
it, 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 that, that's a hard that, that, that is a hard thing to come to terms with because <laughs> I, I have to check myself a lot of times when I when I see some of the things that I see uh, posted on social media but um, what I would just say is like I said just do do the research you know try to learn try to learn what you can um, and, and if you know and and just you know try to try to not be demanding if you do have questions because that's all like the approach is usually why people get really turned off to uh, get really turned off uh, to explaining things to people is because you know they come in with the with the with the attitude of I don't know you need to tell me and instead of hey I you know I was reading this thing and I don't really completely understand it I was trying to get an understanding you know is there another way that this is worded like what is it? What is this? What does this mean? Because I'm trying to understand, but I don't. Yeah, and people will be, yeah, people will be more receptive. I feel like to responding that way when you're not making demands of them. Yeah, no, I totally get you, man. And like, it's my like you when you were saying like the research into it. Like, the, it, it's interesting the way you you phrased it. I didn't come about being because I mean I would consider myself to be a feminist too, and that's the other thing is it's like most people don't even understand what the term means. And yeah. I, was talk- I was talking to a buddy about this. There's two terms that people don't understand: feminism. They think that somehow it's some sort of curse word, like that it means like oh well women are better and stronger and faster and everything that women do is great and men are horrible. No, it literally means equality, like that you think that women should be equal, like that all people should be equal, like. And it's just funny how that gets misconstrued. And the other one, and this is just a quick side note, we're not going to go into this one, but like, I think it's hilarious that every generation is millennials. Like, everything bad about every generation (laughs) is millennials. And honestly, for the most part, when they talk about like, millennials did this, millennials did that, it's mostly Generation Z. Like, the youngest generation. Like, what my daughter would be, you know? Like... Yeah, that, that I, I find that hilarious. You know, like oh, millennials think this about Seinfeld. No, we don't. We were the ones right. that were watching Seinfeld. Like we exactly. think it's funny. Like it's. I just I, I find it amusing how how mischaracterized these things get. But like, it, it's that that was why I reached out, and I'm and I'm really glad that the two people that reached out for us to be our new podcasters, and we're still working on getting more episodes with them, guys. Were, were women because it really kind of helped break up the sausage fest that is GGR Pirate Radio. <laughs> but also, too, I love the fact that there are women out there that now want to have their voices heard, and it's not like a thing that's, oh, well, that's not something women do. No, it's it's awesome. Right. And for our little tiny bit of the internet that we command, which is very little, like, I'm not, I'm not stupid, I get it. Like, I just... I don't ever want us to be that. I don't want us to be that that bad side of things. I don't want us to be the let's do whatever we can to, to make a name for ourselves, even if it means trashing on other people or saying horrible things for the shock value. It's just not worth it to me. And like there might have been a time like when I was younger that I did that because that's kind of a young person's thing. You know, you do you, you're trying to find your voice. You're trying to find the thing that that puts you into people's brains you know people start thinking of you but like the older i got the more i was like that's that's not who i want to be and exactly i came about being what i would consider to be a feminist is is just like it was little by little because i realized a long time ago that like 
like for instance, like, if you want to talk about a selfish reason, like when you're when you start dating, like if you want women to like you, you should probably treat them with respect. Yeah. And yep. I, I think a lot of guys don't understand that. And like I want to say, it was either you or it was Gats that put up the um, the post about um, the guy who was like moderating for a cam girl. And he was just like, oh, I was going to come see you at such and such event. Oh, that, that yeah, I, married. I posted that. Yep. Yeah. And like the, the guy was like legitimately mad that she was married. And it just like what that said to me was not so much that like, oh, this guy's a scumbag. I mean, he was. But what it said to me was like nobody ever taught this guy how to deal with rejection. And not like because she didn't outwardly reject him. She wasn't just like, I'm not interested in you. No, she was just like, I'm married. It was a fact. But in his mind, he'd already, like, pictured, oh, I'm going to come see her, and because I did this work for her, she somehow owed me something. Right. Yep. He I didn't... spent all this money. Yeah. You owe me sex or nudes or whatever something. because you do this. Exactly. And, like, th- that's just so unhealthy and so, like, it's so dated because, like, uh, there were many there were many dates that I went on, like, with women uh, where nothing came of it. I, I They didn't owe me anything. You know, like if anything, I owed them something. I I had to prove to them that I was worth something, that I was worthy of their attention, their time, whatever it may be. But like if she was ultimately just like, I'm not interested. Okay, thanks for your time. I just I never was like, well, I I, I bought you drinks. No, that's that's so like. And maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm lucky that my that I actually had like a a decent dad who kind of taught me to respect people. But, like, are there really that many people out there that were never taught that, that were never shown that, that were never, that was never something that was important in their being raised? I, th- I think, uh, I mean, I, th- I think it's much larger than just parents, too, for a lot of it. Because, you know, like, we're, we're ultimately not only products of what our parents teach us, but also the our environment. You know, where we grow up, the people who are around us, the people we befriend, you know. And I, I think, by and large, by and large, America kind of creates has created this culture where men kind of grow up with this sense of entitlement, and that there there are you know the, there are those of us who uh, who you know like yourself grow up getting taught, hey, this is how you should respect people, this is how you should treat people, this is how you, this is how you show respect to to women who are not your family. This is how you should, you know, talk and treat women who you are maybe attracted to, but, you know, and don't like you in that way or whatever the case may be. Like, but but I think by and large, you know, a, a lot of guys just grow up feeling like, hey, you are, are being taught not only through, you know, their parents, but also the, you know, the media that was around at the time, which is, yeah, you just, you know, you, you do this, this will happen. You, you keep going for stuff, even if it's, even if it doesn't seem like it's working out. Cause it, you know, maybe you'll eventually you'll, you'll break through. Cause I mean, ultimately none of us like rejection. Like nobody, like I don't, I don't know single soul who enjoys or gets any enjoyment out of being rejected. It right. sucks. It does. It's, it's, it's one of the worst feelings you can imagine, whether that's, you know, a, a girl you're interested in, whether it's a job that you really, really wanted to go like, you know, I really wanted to get like it sucks but it's ultimately uh, uh you know it's 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 life and you know it, it it's it's really it's really annoying that so many do grow up with this entitlement and don't and and don't see and don't 
understand that, you know, just because you do a thing doesn't mean that the result's always going to be favorable. You know, just because you're super nice to women doesn't mean that they're going to be like, yeah, I think I'm going to have sex with this guy. You know, like it's it's not doesn't work that way. This is not, you know, life is not a video game <laughs> where yeah, right? you do the thing and then you get the, the result you need from it. Be, you know, go into the cave, hit the chest. Oh, there's a potion inside. Like, that's not <laughs> how it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's I think that that's the problem is like the whole like incel community, you know, the, the, the fact that that's a community is just pathetic. But like not only not only that, somewhere along the line, somebody told those guys, you don't need to change anything about who you are. You know, somebody should love you for the way you are. Well, that's bullshit. That's total bullshit. Because if you're a scumbag, you need to learn that you're a scumbag. It's it's like, OK, so in the army, there was always one dude who was the smelly guy. I mean, it's really like that in any, in all sports uh, that you play, like organized sports. There was always one dude that didn't shower enough. Um, but like in the army, and I'm not saying this is a solution you should use in real life either. But like in the army, the smelly dude got the shit beat out of him, and we threw him in the shower with with a bar of soap, like because he didn't get the clue otherwise. Sometimes you need a, a, a you need a clue beaten into you, and that, that's a horrible way of putting it. But like. <laughs> Sometimes you need the rejection. The rejection is important because you need to know that the shit you're doing is not going to succeed. Yep. You know, you living in your basement, you only watching, you know, pirated movies and, and, and you know, starting shit on the Internet. Like, that's not going to attract anybody to you, you know? Like, go outside. Like, exercise. Go go on a walk. Go, go into social encounters. Like, you have to do something. And, like, it's just, it's it's frightening. And, like, I just wonder when our society got so broken that this was not that it conveyed and people didn't understand that. Like, I feel like everybody got that before <laughs> to at least to a certain degree, you know? Like, you had to be, you had to do something that made you desirable. Whether it's, you know, you were rich, whether you were, you know, you had a really nice car, you know, you had a really awesome job, like, you were in really good shape. Like, you had to have something going for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's, 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 and it's so crazy too. Cause I do feel like, like a lot of times, a lot of these, a lot of these guys don't, it's like they don't interact with real people, with real women yeah. because they, they realize like your, your own attitude is the reason that women are not attracted to you and, and or don't, don't want to interact with you on, on any level whatsoever. Your inability to, you know, to not quiz them about the things that they're interested in or, you know, uh, you know, your horrible beliefs about how women, how women are and what they, what they require for dating. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like just treat people, you treat someone with basic respect and you'd be surprised like how much they are willing to do for you because you just respect them as a person. And I'm not saying, I don't want to say that in the sense of like, you should only do that because you'll get something out of it. But I mean, it's like, it's like within, it's like with anything. It's like when you have, when you have good friends and people, you're a good friend and you're a good person to people, people are more receptive, are more receptive to you doing things. Like there's a bar I used to go to many, many years ago. And I'm always nice and respectful to, to bartenders and servers because I'm sure it's not a gr- it's not as great of a job as it gets portrayed sometimes. But 
a lot of times I find like just talking to people, just treating them with basic respect and being nice. And like they're more I've had bartenders that are more receptive to giving me free drinks and whatnot. And it's like I'm not there for the purpose of giving the free drinks or anything like that. But they're more open to being nice to you, to to do things for you. And it, it like it's no different than than pretty much anybody yeah. like. You know, like you're, you're, you know, I consider you one of my closest friends. I, if you needed to borrow like hundred dollars tomorrow, I'm more open to that because you treat me with respect and you're a good person to me. Versus if, you know, Joe, whomever, who I don't talk to, who's an asshole to me, <laughs> asks for a hundred dollars, I'm gonna be like, uh, no, I don't got it. I'm good. And you know, which is it's interesting you bring that up because by the way, I need a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. Um. I wanted to bring this up to anybody who's listening, who is just like, who might be scoffing at this, the whole concept of what we're bringing up. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Do you want to know? And I'm, I'm not trying to brag. Okay. Cause I'm not like, I'm no like master ladies, man. You know, like I, I did, I did well for myself for what I, I consider myself to be like a five or a six. Okay. Let's be honest. Okay. But my personality wins people over, but do you want to know what, what I do that was more successful than anything else? It sounds stupid as shit. I listen. I listen and then I bring back up the things that people said because I actually genuinely care what they have to say. It's, it sounds so stupid and it's so simple, right? but like such a wild yeah, concept. I know there. you, you want people to like you. You want people to want to do things with you. Pay attention to them and don't pretend to pay attention because like I see these videos every now and then that are just like how to get any woman to fall, you know, to, to fall in love with you. Like it's all these tricks and you know what the tricks are? It's literally just active listening. It's like, like it's like, it's some trick. Like if you listen to people and you have a conversation with them and you make eye contact, they'll genuinely want to continue talking to you. You're like, are, are you fucking serious? Like this is you had to explain this to somebody like it, but that's the other thing though too is like i i think that that's a, a skill because it, it, that's what it is now it's not it's not a necessity it's a skill you have to have it and you have to cultivate it but yep. like a lot of people don't have it anymore they don't have to because their lives are spent on their phones and like it's not an indictment on the phone because i was talking to a guy today who was about he was a couple of years older than me at work and he was saying he's like isn't it amazing that you can have everything at, at, at the touch of your fingertips because he needed to send me some like some inspections and reports and stuff like that and he was able to do it directly from his phone he's like I still think this is amazing and I was like I, I totally agree he's like and then we started talking about like the bad side of it I was like I was like you know how you hear those stories of like you know in the 40s like a, a guy and a, a guy and a girl and they, they both work in the same building and they were in an elevator and they met eyes and they just instantly were attracted to each other and they fell in love and they got married and they had, you know, four kids and were married for 60 years before they, they passed away. Stuff like that doesn't have anymore because you don't have those moments because everybody's looking at their phone. <laughs> like, and it's not even, like I said, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I find it ironic. It's like, we're so focused on this, this internet, this thing that's not even, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a place where information is stored, but like, that's more important than an actual like face-to-face conversation. And like, to kind of tie it back to what we started the conversation with. That's why it was so awesome having everybody together because we all got to see each other. We got to interact. We got to have a meal together. And then we went like, and did like the nerdiest shit possible and went to like a, like a fucking retro toy store and comic book shop. Like it was, it was dope, man. And like, I just, I think that that's missing. And like, I'm bringing this up because I want to start doing more stuff like that with GGR because I think it's vital for our world and for our culture 
that we do this because I, I think that that's the problem is there's too much behind the keyboard. I think there's too much anger because it's easier it's easier to say horrible things to somebody when you don't have to look them in the face. Yep. And you, it's easy to become anyone you, you've ever wanted to become on a place when you're on a place like the Internet where unless people actually know you and you, it's really easy to be anonymous, you can literally become anybody. Yeah. And, and, and make yourself rich and famous. You can you can find pics. <laughs> you can find, you know, you can find photos and create an entire persona that is some that is not the actual life that you live. Yeah, I mean, we see that on like in, on shows like Catfish. Yeah, which by know? the way, I love that show. Like, it's it, I can't stop watching it. Like, Same here. I, I'll have to tell you my my own Catfish story Holy one day. Crap. I have one. I have one too. <laughs> I think anybody who ever dated on the internet at any point in their life has a Catfish story. Like, Absolutely. yeah, the, the, I actually have a the the great thing is I have a I, I have a reminder of it. Right in front of me, which oh. is the the Dreamcast that's sitting on my stand. Oh my god, are you serious? Yes, because that's where I got it from. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I I never I never did that. I would always show pictures of myself, but I would always be like somebody's like, oh, how tall are you? And I'm like, oh, uh, six foot, and I'm I'm only like five ten. Uh, and then like, oh, I'm a she way. Oh, like you know, like like 185 pounds and I was like 220 you know like it's <laughs> stuff like that like I was just a little chubbier than I actually was but like it's it, it was never like a big like I, I don't I, I feel like that's different because I was actually showing actual pictures of myself instead of being like oh hey here's a picture of George Clooney no that's totally me like it's but yeah I, I think we've all dealt with things like that it's it's yeah it is crazy but yeah like you said the internet is a safety bubble for people and a lot of people treat it like it's not real, but then they almost treat the internet like it's more real than real life. Real life. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's crazy. It's, yep, I just, you can, yeah. Go ahead. I just, I, I want, in a perfect world, the GGR continues to grow and it's a place for people that understand this and a people in a place where people can have these conversations because we've all disagreed with each other at various points. Yeah, but we're it happens. yeah, we still walk away friends. Like Steve, this is the first time Steve had come down here in a long time, and like, like we, he spent the weekend, and like we talked about like everything under the sun, and like we disagree on a lot, but like we can talk about these things respectfully because we're not assholes. <laughs> like exactly, and that's also that's all, and that's that's ultimately what it what it comes down to. And I feel like uh, uh, for a lot of it, a lot of us are are like that. Yeah, I think we have certain hardline things that are not you know not negotiable yeah. as far as this things that we are we can disagree on but then there everything else is like hey you know what it's a it, it's okay for us to not see eye to eye on that it's cool like i still respect you as a person yeah. you're still cool as hell in my eyes yeah and I, honestly like i respect people more the older i get the more i respect people who have like not hard line stances but things that are like this is what i believe and just because we disagree doesn't mean that we can't, you know, have a conversation about it. I respect people more like that than, than people who are like, oh, well, I don't I don't want to talk about politics or religion because, like, you know, people get upset and offended. Like, no, they get upset and offended if you're a scumbag. That's yeah. when they get upset and offended. They, they won't get upset and offended if you actually have respect for them. Like, I, I think that that's what's missing is a lot of us just never learned how to have these conversations politely. And understanding that you don't have to agree with somebody on everything to be able to have a civil conversation. Exactly. As, as long as you respect 
other people. Like, I, there's this awesome bumper sticker on one of the cars at, at work, and I see it every day when I walk into work. Um, it says, expect someone's existence or... Um, no, respect someone's existence or expect resistance. And I was like, dude, that's that's good. I like that. I do like I do like that. <laughs> yeah. That is that is really good. I really enjoyed that. Um but it's it's true. You know, if you can't like at least expect respect someone's life, you know, for for what it is, then like you're you're going to be a miserable miserable person because they're going to fight you. And if they don't do it immediately, it's going to happen eventually down the road. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, we talked about some heavy shit tonight, man. Damn. Um, let's can lighten it up. I, I think we should. Um, let's let's end on a on a bright note. Um, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about music because music's always fun. Um, plus two, like you, I, I think I mentioned this when we were talking about the 2018 music. You gave me some albums that I didn't even know existed. That I was like, damn, these are really really good albums. And, uh, what albums were these? Since um, I'm trying to you remember. Mentioned, you mentioned the, um, it was the Mike Shinoda album that he did. Oh yeah. Post-traumatic. Yes. Yeah. That one was really, really good. Uh, there was another one that you mentioned too, and I can't remember what it was. Um, that was really, really good as well. Um, just a lot of stuff in general. And like, I love finding gems that you didn't know about, you know? And like when I started doing the, um, when I started doing the uh, "Stop Me If You Heard This," uh, the the Black Star album by David Bowie is just is just lights out, dude. That's such a good album. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I'm like not obsessed with right now, but the band is called the Toadies, and they did that song "Possum Kingdom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that album. It's called Rubberneck. Was actually really, really good, and that's been like in my playlist big time lately. And I'm surprised that they didn't become a bigger thing than they actually were. Um. And it was actually kind of a, a sad story. Like, their record company, their second album that they did after um, Rubberneck, Rubberneck was pretty big. Their second album after Rubberneck, the record label was like, we're not we're not pushing this. It's just not happening. Like, we don't like it. And it was such a, like, gut-wrenching thing for them that their bassist and one of their founding members was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't keep doing this if the record company is not going to help us. Like, I'm out and quit. And they ended up replacing her um, and they just, they were never the same. And it really sucks because they were a good band. Wow. That's, that's, that, that is incredibly sad. Yeah. I might hey, end up, I might end up doing like a stop me if you heard this about stories like, Hey, here are bands that should have been bigger, but some stupid stuff came up and, and kind of derailed them. Honestly, uh, you've heard of MF doom, right? And you said MF doom. Yeah. Uh, the name sounds really familiar, but I'm looking them up right now. He, well, he he did a lot of stuff in the 2000s with uh, Toonami. Oh, yeah, 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 of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, a lot of rap stuff in production for them. So, yeah, I mean, his, his honestly, his story is actually very similar to, to theirs. Like, he's he's one of the biggest uh, underground acts in, in existence. And so, but, but when you dig into his past, like, he used to be part of this group called KMD back in the really early 90s. And apparently... Uh, in New York at the time, like KMD was like one of the bigger acts, like right behind like Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Uh, and, and KMD was was you know they had a wildly successful first album. They were well on their way to to you know to probably the same level of stardom that a group like Tribe did. But then two two things happened. One it was the exact same. They had the exact same label issue. 
they were work they they submitted their their next project and the label was like well, yeah we're not no we're not doing anything we're not we're not putting this out and then unfortunately mf doom's brother passed away and the label used that as an excuse to be to be like yeah okay yeah net, we're we're just not going to push you guys at all now Damn. like we're 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 done and so the uh, mf doom persona where he you know he he basically calls himself like the super villain <laughs> and I think this is kind of a cool origin story. He he basically disappeared from music for five years, um, and and reemerged from reemerged as MF Doom, and released an album called Operation Doomsday, and basically like cre- he created this whole dope like gimmick where he he is the super villain of hip hop, and so he's taking revenge against the industry. That's that's kind of <laughs> awesome. And, and, and it's like it's it's, it's and, and his real life persona he he embodies this literally everywhere like he he's done a lot of stuff he's done a lot of stuff like like put on concerts but sent out imposters instead of actually showing up which is really fucked up and I don't encourage anyone to do it but it's kind of <laughs> hilarious that it's kind of like the thing you would expect a villain to do yeah right. also which is why he did why he did stuff like that yeah like, like, like Doctor Doom would do yeah 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 <laughs> but it's like like when you were telling me about the toadies like it, yeah. his his story doom doom's one of my favorites ever he's so out there and abstract and weird yeah. but it's so it's so cool too it's so it's so cool too because i mean kind of the, the same the same sort of or, ordeal kind of happened like we might have, like the mf doom persona might not have ever been born if not for the label doing that but it's still it, it still sucks that 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 is you know that that happens you know yeah, yeah, no, it, it it totally does, man, and like, like, it becomes a business, and it's an art, and you try to make an art a business, and like that's I think that's where it fails everyone. But um, I think honestly, what we'll do is this will be a topic. I think this is a good me, you, and said topic. Is we oh, talk yeah. about like we just talk about music and like people that should have been bigger than they actually were, or like we talk about like just the weird out there stuff that was trippy as hell, but also totally dope. Like I'm going to play one right for you right now. Um, and you can do this simultaneously too. I want you to look this song up. It's called screenwriters blues. Screenwriters. Yeah. Screenwriters blues. It's by uh, soul coughing and it's essentially a, a spoken word song. But it's such a cool, like, lyrically, like, you just listen to it and you're just like, damn, where is this dude spitting this stuff from? And it, like, it's just such a cool story that, that, where it comes from, it's just, it's super interesting. Like, I remember the first time I heard it on the radio, I was like, what the hell is this? And, like, it was just, it was, I was blown away. And they also have some really good songs where it's not just, like, spoken word and stuff, too. But, like, yeah. Yep, about to, turn, about to listen to this right now. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all about, like, a dude who's, like, riding in a car in Los Angeles, listening to the radio, and, like, yeah. But just, like like I said, lyrically, it's just an awesome song. But um, what we'll do, guys, is we'll come back to this. This will be a topic down the road. And if any of you guys know of any really awesome, out there, weird stuff, like, and, and weird is not a bad thing. That's the other thing. Weird is fucking awesome. We love it. Like, Send it to us. We'll, we'll, we'll gladly talk about it. I'll put a post up on Facebook because you guys give me some great stuff and, and I, I 
fucking love you for it. Um, but we're going to go ahead and end on this note. We're going to end on Screenwriters Blues by Soul Coughing. Uh, but guys, make sure you check out MC Brooks's stuff, man. He's an awesome rapper. He really is. I, I love listening to his stuff. Like, I wish that I could do some of the stuff that he does. Um, but you can check him out on Bandcamp. You can support him there. You can listen to his stuff on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's all over anywhere that you can find it. The album is called, called Dark Dawn. Also, make sure you check out the website. It's uh, greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great articles. For the most part, most of them are pretty timely or timeless. Like, you, they're not time sensitive. You can read any of this stuff. It's always normally like just like, you know, here are the five movies that we like the most. Shit like that. Check it out. There's lots of good stuff. We'll have more content coming soon. We got more podcasts coming soon. Uh, but for MC Brooks, uh, for myself, uh, for all of us here at GGR, my name is Mike Lunsford, and thank you so much for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. And the radio man says it is a beautiful night out there. And the radio man says rock and roll lives. And the radio man says it is a beautiful night out there in Los Angeles. You live in Los Angeles and you are going to Reseda. We are all in some way or another going to Reseda someday to die. And the radio man laughs because the radio man fucks a model too. Gone savage, or teenagers with automatic weapons and boundless love.